No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Yeah. Love it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us. Twenty twenty two, two for twenty two. Doing well, how have you been? How was everything? How was it all? <laughs> how, how much? What's the social etiquette here? How long do we have to talk? How long do we have to spend, you know, catching up? You and us, you and me, me and you, and you and me. How long do we have to do it? Do I have to, you know, do I have to care? So, what did you get up to over the holidays? Mm. <laughs> Let's just skip to that part. So, what did you get up to during the holidays? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds lovely. Mm. Yep. Great. Oh, they would have loved it. Yep. Wonderful. Well, good stuff. So anyway, <laughs> and now we're back to the show. Thank you for joining us in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you did have a good break. I certainly did. Except for the fact that I was sick for still kind of hanging on. You can probably still hear it in the voice a little bit. It's, you can probably still hear it lingering there. And I will be on the cough button at various times. Did the starting block last night. It was all good until about the last 10 minutes and then it was very, very bad. So we'll just see how far the voice goes. But fingers crossed it'll be fine because honestly, we've got far too much to talk about. There are very, very important things happening on planet Earth. And of course, here at the Daily Boogie, I mean, you guys are the most informed, ahead of the curve. (laughs) You know everything there is to fucking know. So, would it hurt then, considering all the things that have happened, obviously New Year, Christmas, what have you. But then, of course, you had the anniversary of the terrorist attack uh, January 1st in the United States, didn't you? And it was a big, big occasion. A lot of people talking about it. A lot of people attending vigils. Um, a lot of videos being made on YouTube. If you if you ever wanted to consider astroturfing, just I'll just throw this up for you. If you ever wanted to consider astroturfing as an Olympic sport, I present to you the number one qualifier, MSNBC. Look at this. It is fucking, it is clip after clip after clip. Lies lead to violence. January 6th committee, GOP defend the big lie. Future, the preserving the future of our democracy. Trump pushed uh, Pence to the brink. Donald Trump must be feeling like the walls are closing in. We're still doing the walls are closing in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the walls... He can't keep getting away with it, can he? The day of remembrance, J- January 6 is now. Here's a video from MSNBC, ladies and gentlemen. January 6, the a day of remembrance. <laughs> like, like, they really are going for it. But what if there was another way? What if there was another potential reality we haven't explored yet? And I present to you. One of our favorite publications here on the program, the good people of Salon, ladies and gentlemen. Quote, headline, 
imagine another America. I like the I love these kinds of games. There's no wrong answer, you see. One where black or brown people had attacked the capital. Just imagine, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine it. <laughs> imagine what it would have been like if on January 6th, instead of the white supremacist extremist uh, terrorist organisation known as Donald Trump supporters, if it wasn't that, I mean, just imagine what it, how, imagine how different it might have been, the author is kind of suggesting you entertain the idea. Happy Hanukkah, hey. Oh, Nightwave Radio tipped $5. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year, Bugai. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. 10pm, everyone's favourite lover of French pussy with Louis in tow. Mersh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year to you too. Can't be any worse. Right? Can't be any worse. It started well. I got a free case of champagne because the local bottle shop fucked up my delivery. So COVID was working for me because the one-way courier was only allowed to drop off a replacement case of sparkling red that I ordered instead of the champagne. So I couldn't give him the champagne back. They said, no, no, he's a one-way courier. He's, you know, COVID, you're not allowed to touch him. Oh, okay, well, free piss, free booze for me. COVID's my bitch in 2022. (laughs) Thank you for coming. But I want you, if you could, follow us on this thought experiment. Salon, ladies and gentlemen, imagine another America, one where black or brown people had attacked the capital. Think of that. I want you to picture it in your minds as we continue on here down this little path. If this alternate history sounds ludicrous, that's the point. That imaginary event, quote, would look nothing like this one. Well, I think he's right. I, for the most part, agree with him. It would look a little different, wouldn't it? For example, it wouldn't have been an insurrection. It wouldn't have been a riot. It would have been a peaceful protest, okay? So it would look different already in that sense, wouldn't it? They wouldn't be far-right extremists and white ring, uh, you know, white right supremacists. They would have been an organic uprising of concerned patriots who want equality. <laughs> See how different it looks, I know, right? Have a listen to this. This is good stuff. <laughs> As you have been repeatedly reminded in recent days, one year ago, Thousands of Donald Trump's followers launched a lethal attack on the U.S. Capitol as part of a larger coup attempt whose obvious goal was to overturn America's multiracial democracy and install their, quote, great leader as de facto dictator. Several people would died, and it's written, several people would died. Okay, that's not me. I put my hand up when I get them wrong, but I am not apologising for someone else's grammatical errors. Not that it should matter anyway. Several people would died during the Capitol assault. More than 150 police officers and other law enforcement agents were injured, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Brutal. Brutal stuff going on down at the Capitol. Nobody's safe anymore. Many in Trump's attack force, the attack force, 
fourth. Makes it sound like G.I. Joe. <laughs> Boogie Bumper reporting for duty. Private in the Trump Attack Force, sir. It's like the Space Force, except we just attack people and buildings. Many in Trump's attack force were armed, including with guns. Explosives were found nearby, with other deadly weapons cached not far away. Sounds like Vietnam over there, doesn't it? The fuck is going on in DC? It's not a mistake to call Trump's attack force, quote, a, oh, pardon me, pardon me, I misread. My, see, I put my hand up. My mistake. It's a mistake to call Trump's attack force a mob or to describe them as engaging in a riot. Knowingly or not, they were part of a coordinated effort to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and overthrow American democracy. Yes, the FBI were involved. <laughs> yep. Let's be fair here, the FBI seems to, at least on some level, have been involved in some kind of overturning of democracy, either domestic or otherwise, for, you know, pretty heavily for the last two or three decades, at least. And, you know, perhaps more sparsely before then, but definitely in the last five years, definitely in the last ten. So we're all very familiar. In the years since then, we have begun to learn the scale of the larger fascist plot. There's a fascist plot now. Against democracy. <laughs> it was nationwide and conducted both by legal and extra-legal means. At moments, a military coup appeared possible. Fox News and other right-wing propagandists systematically lied about the coup attempt, both as it was occurring and ever since. You're still lying about the... Trump attack force military coup attempt, which is now being written about. I'm, t I'm telling you, 10 years from now, this is going to be like the telephone game on fucking steroids, my man. 10 years from now, it will be, you know, people are upset now that they're comparing it to 9-11. In 10 years, it will be far worse than 9-11, okay? Trust me. They're already, ladies and gentlemen, they're already calling it an armed military coup attempt. <laughs> With cached explosives. Yes, the little old lady wandering around the Senate going, oh my God, is that where Nancy sits, is it? <laughs> yes, the very same. I mean, luckily for all of us freedom lovers out here, luckily for us, all of the people involved have been in solitary confinement for a fair chunk of time. I mean, that makes everything a little bit easier to get to sleep at night, doesn't it? Fox News and other right-wing propagandists systematically lied about the coup attempt, both as it was occurring and ever since. Right-wing street thugs and militias were activated. <laughs> like that. I had no idea. It was so serious. Right-wing street thugs and the militias were activated. Sounds like the SA, does it not? Holy shit. Wow, democracy is in real trouble. I'm drinking mimosas this morning. Very good. Very good. 
drinking mimosas with the free case of alcohol that I got. Isn't, it, isn't life grand? 2022 is going off its tits, mate. At least 1,000 Republican public officials were involved in planning and coordinating the coup. What are they talking about? They're making it sound like Valkyrie. What are you talking... Excuse me, sir. How can you say these things? What? Okay, that, that quote again. At least 1,000 Republican public officials were involved in planning and coordinating the coup. Well, I hope there was diversity in the crowd, at least. A 1,000... So... <laughs> So what do we have here? Like, what was it, like a WhatsApp group? <laughs> Public officials who want to overthrow the government.com. <laughs> what are we talking about here? A thousand people were planning and coordinating a coup attempt and you didn't know about it until Grandma wandered into the Senate hall. <laughs> Please. Inappropriate text messages between two FBI officials can become national, international news and a court case and the works. But a thousand people were coordinating on a coup and we didn't know about it until baked fucking Alaska was live streaming in Nancy Pelosi's office. Give me a fucking break. How many agents are on this thing? How much, how much coordinating was happening in an office with, by people wear, who wear suits to work? There were detailed step-by-step plans as to how Vice President Mike Pence, in conjunction with Republican officials on the federal and state level, would reject the people's will and keep Donald Trump in power. As he... As is abundantly obvious from many kinds of evidence and testimony, Trump's attack force, he keeps referring to it as Trump's attack force. (laughs) The attack force. Trump's attack force was driven by white supremacy, racial authoritarianism, Christian nationalism, or just scoop them all up in one block, eh? (laughs) And this is is probably my personal favourite. So... You know, I've got nothing against white supremacy or racial authoritarianism or Christian nationalism. In terms of the bigotry Olympics, they're doing very well. But my personal favourite is the next one, which the author describes here as, quote, the worship of violence. (laughs) The worship of violence. That makes it sound like I would, you know, or anyone would pray to whichever deity happened to be the most bloodthirsty. That's a nice thought. I like that. Because that deity would obviously be Donald Trump. You know, we know this. Yet a full year after Trump's coup attempt, many members of the chattering class and the commentariat, the vast majority of whom are white, still describe the events of that day as, quote, unimaginable unbelievable or shocking such language and such patterns of thought reveal a deep unwillingness to grapple with and accept the truth about america's centuries-long history of white on black and quote white on brown political violence ladies and gentlemen 
Too many of these public voices have been chosen to have chosen, pardon me, to remain ignorant of their own country's history, and in doing so, have passed along that ignorance to the very public they supposedly serve. This denial also explains why so many members of the media and political class refuse to comprehend the existential threat to American democracy represented by Republican fascists and the larger right-wing movement. Fuck yeah. Now we're cooking with gas, huh? 2022 is looking nice and rosy. And yes, I am looking forward to the yearly remembrance of January 6th. Every year now. You know, it's going to be up there with Veterans Day or Christmas Day even. I mean, what's more important? Some some Sky Daddy's birthday or the day that democracy died? So 1-6 will just be an every year rolling occurrence... A, a, a fantastic let's hate the right ceremony over and over and over and over again. And they will have ingrained into future history. This is how much they care, right? Because by doing this, this is this is what they want the legacy to be, right? These people are fucking obsessed with legacy. It drives them. Because what else do they have, these politicians? So for them to make the legacy of the guy who embarrassed them, Trump, who have they, they have systematically torn apart and shredded and scattered to the winds now. And every single year on January 6th, there's going to be documentaries playing. The kids will be taught about it in school. Uh, all of media is going to be saturated with the evil Trump terrorists who tried to steal America. Every year until you die. Isn't it good? Isn't it grand? Things are going well. To properly confront the origins and implications of Trump and the Republican fascist assault on democracy would demand an interrogation of white privilege and white identity. Good. We haven't done those ones yet, have we? <laughs> Wow, we're going back to that one again. Well, this should be over by lunch. And asking hard questions about the relationship between what it means to be, quote, American and what it means to be white. What does it mean to be white? (laughs) Such questions require disrupting and challenging the big and little lies that sustain whiteness as an identity. It's getting salty, isn't it? getting very salty out there. <laughs> I would who would have thought? You know, if you were sitting here after the last, you know, American federal election and you were thinking, "Well, look, at least look, I'm not happy about the result, but at least Trump's no longer in there, so maybe now I can get some rest. Maybe now they'll shut up." God, were you wrong? They are more miserable than ever. And they will continue to be miserable. They'll continue spiralling. There is no end. There is no peak insanity. It just keeps going until everything falls apart around you. Merry Christmas. Last January 6th, and in the weeks and months that followed, 
I and I mean that's the thing. We did we did last January six for nine months, so it's only really been over as a festival for about three. And now we're kicking off, you know, the January 6th-2 festival for 2022, which will go again for another month or so. You'll still be hearing about it until next year. I mean, couldn't we just make every day January 6th? Wouldn't that make it so much better? I and others publicly asked the following question. What would have happened if a mob of thousands of black people or, quote, or Muslims or Latinos. Pretty sure a lot of them were Latinos. Weren't there a number of Proud Boys there? <laughs> you know. I'm pretty sure there was a few Jorge's and Pablo's and whatnots scattered amongst the uh, terrorists and the conspiracy theorists and the science deniers and whatnot. The answer is obvious. There would have been no such attack. Oh. Because law enforcement, listen to this. So the the author's asking the question, what if it was, um, you know, a non-white crowd who attacked the Capitol? Okay, let's put it that way. Now, mind you that we, it's not as if we don't have, within the very recent video vault here on the internet, uh, you know, not only hours and hours, but weeks and weeks and weeks and months of footage of rioters, you know, burning buildings down, throwing Molotov cocktails through police windows, right? Throwing Molotov cocktails at police cars, attacking random people on the street because they happen to be store owners or whatnot. We all saw we all saw those videos. Now those are just sitting right there. They don't even have dust on them yet. <laughs> They haven't even been moved into the archive storage facility. They're still sitting on the cutting room floor in boxes, ready to go. No, no, no. So when we pose the question, what would it have been like if it was uh, other people doing the attacking? Well, the answer is clearly, the answer is obvious, the author writes, there would have been no such attack because law enforcement and national security forces would have prevented it from ever happening or even coming close to happening. How long was the... (laughs) Remember the original Autonomous Zone? Remember the first Chaz? How long was Chaz around for? Was it a month? Was it two months? It would. It, we wouldn't be commemorating January 6th. We'd be commemorating Jan- January. <laughs> ah, the Insurrection Festival will end around about the time that you got to do your taxes. Somewhere around then. We're not sure. It was around for a while. But if we suspend disbelief and imagine a version of America where such an attack somehow took place, those black or brown or Muslim protesters would have been gunned down, gunned down in large numbers. Yes. Yes, that line again. Again, so if if the crowd at 1-6 was a non-white crowd, this is what would have happened. Obviously would have happened. Don't even question it. You'd be racist to do that. The answer is the answer is obvious. There would have been no such attack because law enforcement and national security forces would have prevented it from ever happening. But if we suspend disbelief and imagine a version of America where such an attack somehow took place, those black or brown or Muslim protesters would have been gunned down in large numbers. 
Excuse me, sir. Daily uh, Boogie Bumper from the Daily Boogie. How can you say those things? Those not shot would have been beaten into submission. The capital and its surroundings would have literally been... I, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, God. All right, hang on. Hang on. Let me get through it, please. The author writes, if we, <laughs> I mean, not to be too dramatic or anything like that, you know, this is very serious, but if we suspend disbelief and imagine a version of America where such an attack somehow took place, those black or brown or Muslim protesters would have been gunned down in large numbers. Those not shot would have been beaten into submission the capital and its surroundings would have literally been bathed in blood. <laughs> Woo, boy. He's enthusiastic, isn't he? I'll give him that. <laughs> literally bathed in blood. Wow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me drop that in the chat for you. <laughs> Let me drop that little special little one in the chat there for you. Because that's, again, that's what would have happened. We know, trust the science. That's what would have happened if the riot had have taken place with non-white people. Bathed in blood, apparently. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, <laughs> look, not to be... Not to be too dramatic, because, I mean, it's obviously very serious. That imagery that's being conjured up right now should be enough for you to stand up and pay attention. And I've got something that you're going to love paying attention to, because you're not alone anymore. Here in Australia, ladies and gentlemen, little old Australia, we've now got our own version of January 6th. Isn't that good? Hey, we're coming back. We're coming in with our own. So let me let me show you this little doozy. One of the nation's most cherished buildings, Old Parliament House, has been set on fire during ugly protests today in Canberra. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I don't think we even need to watch the rest of the clip. Press one in the chat if you think that this is the result of... Uh, you know, an extreme right-wing presence at this place. Press two in the chat if you think that this is a peaceful, pro a mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> one or two. One for uh, a right-wing attack on democracy. Press one in the chat for a fascist terrorist attack. Press two in the chat for <laughs> mostly peaceful protest. Which one do you think it is, folks? <laughs> I'm seeing a smattering of each. I'm seeing a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. All right. Let's see which one. Let's see who was correct here. The flames so severe, 
the original doors from 1927 might be lost forever. Flames at the heart of the capital. On the footsteps of Old Parliament House, a smoking ceremony turns violent. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's starting to sound to me like a mostly peaceful protest because if you haven't figured it out by now, there are there are very simple ways these days of categorizing what what how bad a protest is. All you have to do is simply look to the agenda of the protester. And that will determine for you. Now, what actually happens physically in the world has nothing to do with how you classify it, okay? A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> but what it actually means is, so you check the agenda of the person doing the protesting, and from that moment, they will either become a mostly peaceful protester or they'll become, you know, someone, a fascist who wants to tear down democracy. Okay? That's how it works. So it doesn't matter if if the mostly peaceful protester happens to set fire to a building or attack someone or do something like that, right? It's not a riot. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be because they have the correct agenda, which makes them a mostly peaceful protester. Now, if someone uh, who has a different agenda were to commit the very same acts, it would be a terrorist right-wing militarised coup attempt, which would literally have the, you know... The city bathed in blood. That's what, <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with again with what they do. It's who they are. That's the problem. So let's carry on here with this mostly peaceful protest. It was a smoking ceremony, isn't that? Doesn't that sound nice? Protesters clashing with police. One officer goes flying oh. before they retreat via a side door into the building. The flames from the ceremony spread and quickly engulfed the entrance. Ah, oh, the, the, it was the ceremonial flames that set fire. Ah, I see. I see. So, <laughs> so again, like, look, oh, don't be a right-wing conspiracy theorist out there, folks. You know? Let's just look at the facts. Now, the facts are that nobody actually set fire to anything. The fire from the smoking ceremony set fire to the building, okay? It did it itself. We were just having ourselves a little ceremony here, and then it just so happened the building caught fire. What are you going to do? Okay. Mostly peaceful protest. The demonstrators... Ref demonstrators. <laughs> now, if you weren't at a mostly peaceful protest, you might not be referred to as a demonstrator. By, by mere virtue of the fact that you happen to be in a group that could perhaps be responsible for a fire, you would more than likely be referred to as a potential arsonist or something of that nature. A suspected firebug, perhaps. <laughs> but not if you are a mostly peaceful protester. If you're a mostly peaceful protester, those rules don't apply. Those labels don't apply. You're fine. You're in the clear. No, no, mate, it wasn't me. It was the fire that set fire to the thing. Obviously, I can't set fire to anything. I'm a human being. That would be silly. <laughs> I don't have superpowers, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Idiot. 
refusing to back down before turning their anger to the media. Oh, okay. A wall of. Why would they be attacking the media, though? We all know what kind of. We all know what kind of quote unquote protester attacks the media, don't we? The ones who are led by Donald Trump, who used to say things like CNN sucks. Because before then, you all loved the media. The media was a daily part of your lives out there in the rube world, in the moron world, you see. You loved them and they loved you. And then along came this guy and kind of stole you away from them, didn't he? So now that we need to have this annual reminder of, you know, what an awful person you are, hopefully, every January 6th. And we want to get in on the action. That's why we're doing this. Of police forming a barrier outside the heritage-listed building, really? pushing the activists back to the... Activists? Road. There was a small smoking ceremony, and ah. that is something that we had agreed with. Oh, we let them start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> See, it wasn't a riot that it that it, <laughs> it wasn't a riot that resulted in the burning of a political building, no. <laughs> it was a small smoking ceremony. <laughs> um, it then became a little bit out of hand and a little bit out of hand. <laughs> Isn't it funny the difference? Mostly peaceful protest. Terrorist attack. It's such a fine line. And then when ACT police went to respond, uh, that's when it was greatly exasperated. Mm-hmm. Cameron Dushka watched the drama Dushka. unfold. I saw a little fire. I guess I assumed it was like ceremonial or something. Yeah. It was the ceremonial setting the fire to the building. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a famous, famous ceremony, mate. We set fire to the white fellas' stuff. <laughs> and the way that the flames were bouncing off Parliament House, I mean, it was really spiritual out there. <laughs> and then eventually it kind of went up in flames, the whole uh, front door. Yeah. The First Nations people were saying that they are going through the main door because it's their house. Where? Well, again, it was mostly peaceful, though. So it wouldn't matter what reason you gave for being there. It, that would have nothing to do with it. It's still a mostly peaceful protest. Let's bring the rest of this building down. Let's bring the rest of this building down. And let's start building up our capacity to be able to self-govern and walk with people in this country. Hey, hey, they got it. Let's stop doing what they're doing. Okay, I'm going to go tear the building down. <laughs> but not that it really matters the reason that you're there, you see, because it's a mostly peaceful protest. Just remember that. They're devastated about the damage that uh, has happened to the building. Oh, it's the, just a couple of doors. Uh, front doors Shut up, original mate. front doors from 1927, so they're an iconic part of the building. I'm disgusted and appalled oh. by their behaviour. Racist. Racist. How dare you? 
You're not allowed to be disgusted and appalled by this because I'll tell you why. I'm disgusted and appalled with the way you treat brown people, sir. And then that's game over. Then we're no longer talking about the door, are we? Now we're talking about what a racist you are. <laughs> Isn't social media fun? That would see Australians come and set fire to such a symbol of democracy in this country. Symbol Protesters of democracy. started gathering here. What we should do is come back on this day every year from now on. <laughs> And we should commemorate the burning of the doors of Old Parliament House by the mostly peaceful smoking ceremony that just got out a little, uh, just got a little out of hand. Quote: The smoking ceremony got a little out of hand. That's the official story we're running with here. Isn't that great? All right. Tell you what, I'm going to take a quick break. When we return. I've got some updated safety for you, which I'm sure you're going to need to know in order to successfully navigate the next little period in our lives, the next three months, six months. If COVID doesn't kill you, it will only make you stronger. No, not allowed to say that. That would be wrong. No, only the vaccine makes you stronger before your heart explodes. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. Come on, man. Come on, Suze. Just a joke. So take a quick five-minute break, grab myself a beverage. When we return, all that and more on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around. I've been doing some looking into Boogie Bumper and his fancy voice there, fancy Australian voice. Turns out, after a little bit of uh, scrutinizing in my uh, studio here, his voice is not natural. He uses uh, digital uh, tricks, studio magic to make his voice sound deep uh, and low and nice. It's, it's actually not. It sounds like a high-pitched kind of uh, weaselly voice. And also the accent, fake. Uh, another digital trick, studio magic. So sorry, Boogie, had to expose you, but it's, uh, you know, you've been riding too high for too long, sir. It's pretty, it's so pretty. <laughs> we go with Sizzler, we go with Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary. Uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-lifism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoot of a good time. We have everything from Chikaran events to a Chisorsen McCarran, where these Chikarans just be going chuck crazy It's off the hinge. We even got carrots jumping off the trailers! 
we got Karens going crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karen's come within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instance, help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. The best way to describe Boogie Bumper is that he is a left-wing socialist criminal who should not be allowed to have any influence over anybody. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. This world can get you down. There's one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Had my beard on. Hey, very professional start here, 2022. How the fuck are you? Thank you for sticking around. If you did, if you didn't, that's okay. Don't matter. So long, sucker. As promised, we're going to get into some safety right here. Let's get straight into it, shall we? I want to give you a little update of what's happening here in my neck of the woods, down in little old New South Wales. Dominic Perrottet, who's our new premier after Gladys Berejiklian uh, resigned because she was under investigation by the corruption watchdog. <laughs> yes, conservative government, apparently. Allegedly. Uh, so she was replaced by Dominic Perrottet. And my question after Perrottet and Berejiklian is, can we please just get someone with a normal name? How about a, a James... Uh, how about a James Smith? Let's get him. Governor Smith. Something simple. Gladys Berejiklian, Dominic Perrottet. Sounds like the country club is running the state. We can't have that. New South Wales vaccine mandate will be extended to include a booster shot as Premier Dominic Perrottet confirms the reintroduction of a new COVID... I love this, ladies and gentlemen. This is my new favourite thing now in 2022. We are no longer calling them restrictions, I'll have you know. From now on, they shall be referred to as safety measures. <laughs> the, re the reintroduction... So obviously the grammar is terrible because... How do you reintroduce something that's new, sir? That line again. Dominic Perrottet confirms the reintroduction of new COVID-19 safety measures. If they are new safety measures, why are they getting reintroduced? <laughs> Curious. Anyway, God bless the safety measures. <laughs> New South Wales teachers, nurses, and other frontline workers will face an extended vaccine mandate with the booster shot set to become required under a raft of new measures announced on Friday. This is one of my favourite things to do at the moment. If you have like a friend or 
someone you know and you know they if they're very vocal I'm not saying go and get into arguments or anything you know that's not how we roll here but if you can do it in a way that's you know not going to be agitating or anything like that if you can kind of if you're having a conversation about the vaccine or whatever and you know one of these people just ask them ask them to define what fully vaccinated means <laughs> and just sit back and enjoy the show <laughs> because they can't tell you because there is no definition of fully vaccinated doesn't exist you know why because fully vaccinated literally now only means whatever the government says last week fully vaccinated was two shots this week fully vaccinated is three shots so what's it going to be next week you don't know therefore they can't define it Oh, well, fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated because I've had the two shots. Well, actually, no. Fully vaccinated is now three shots. That's what the government's... Oh, really? Oh, well, I guess I'm not fully vaccinated then. Really? You were five seconds ago. What changed? The amount of medicine in your body did not change. All that changed was the government rule. <laughs> and now they, they're deciding what you are. Isn't that fun? Dominic Perrottet reintroduced certain restrictive measures as the state continues to battle surging Omicron cases. New South Wales recorded 38,625 new cases. Well done, New South Wales. Those are big numbers. Those are championship numbers. Mr Perrottet said workers deemed to be in high-risk settings who were already subject to a vaccine mandate would be required to receive the third dose of the COVID jab. So dose number three is now part of the deal. If you want to be fully vaccinated, if you want to travel, you soon you'll have to be third jabbed. And then it'll be four and then it'll be five. But we'll get to that. that that's just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> We'll get to that. Good evening. They're back. Restrictions are once again returning to New South Wales Yay. to combat surging rates of COVID-19. The changes will hit a hospitality industry already on its knees, really? while new rules will also see people who test positive using a rapid test yep. having to report it themselves to health authorities. So, yes, that's another one of the new rules. So if you do a take-home COVID test now, believe it or not, you get, you get one of the tests at the store, you take it home, you take it, and it comes back, you've got COVID. And you're like, oh no, looks like I'm going to have to stay inside for a couple of weeks or whatever, Be pr pr protect everyone, okay? No, no, that's no longer good enough. No, no. Now it's against the law to not tell the government. <laughs> Because remember, you have to be isolated from the other members of your household when you have COVID. You're not allowed to mingle with anyone. So we might have to take you away. <laughs> and how do we know the situation that you're living in unless you tell us that you need us to come over and poke around and see what's going on in there? Let us just walk around your house a little bit and make sure everyone's safe. You haven't got any kids in there, do you, mate? Because we'll have to take the kids away. <laughs> right. So it's a good rule. Good rule. Keeping everyone safe. The man who vowed to keep the state open, slowly squeezing the brake. I mean, how shocking that yet again, a politician who says, you know what, we're done with all this shit. 
you know, we're not doing that stuff anymore. We're going to do it our own way. What a surprise. They would backflip, huh? Weird. It's like that's never happened before. And if you're a bit younger, if you're like 21, 22, 23, 24, whatever, I get it. You're more enthusiastic, you know. But, you know, you're you, when politicians say things, you probably still believe it sometimes. <laughs> but when you get to my age, you won't anymore. You'll know. You'll know before, before they've even opened their mouth that it doesn't matter what they say. They'll just change their mind and do whatever they want when they feel like it anyway. And that's the way it'll always be. They'll tell you they'll tell you what you want to hear right up until the day that they just decide to do whatever they want anyway. <laughs> That's how it rolls. So, yes, the guy was like, "Oh, we're going to take the restrictions away. We're going to go for it." Now he's back, back again. It's <laughs> come back to the fold. Back to get a treat. No, no, some new safety measures are being rolled out, keeping everyone safe. Minimise mingling where possible. Yeah. Um, if uh, you're in a hospitality venue, uh, if you can sit down while drinking, please do so. Please, where you can, minimise those household uh, visitations. And as well, when you're having events inside, if you can have those events outdoors. We highly recommend it. Dominic Perrottet forced to rein it in as the Omicron wave hit a new high. From tomorrow until January the 27th, singing and dancing will be banned in pubs, nightclubs, bars and restaurants. But... You know what, though? I'm sure it'll work this time, right? I'm sure this time, like, if we just stop people from singing and dancing, then everything will be okay. It's probably only just for two more weeks, so I'm sure everything will be fine. But seventh, singing and dancing will be banned in pubs, nightclubs, bars and restaurants, but allowed at weddings. When you're actually dancing on a dance floor, when you're um, energised and singing, when you're getting down. Press one in the chat if you think that the good doctor here has danced at all in the last 10 years. Press two in the chat if you think she's never been in a club in her life. <laughs> so when you are out there on the dance floor and you are breaking a leg and getting down, when you are getting down with the other young people, please be careful. Don't breathe in each other's faces or have sex or with randoms or anything like that, please, because you might get the COVID, okay? It's wall-to-wall twos in the chat, I'm sad to say. We think that the good doctor has perhaps never been on the dance floor. <laughs> if Just please listen to me if you're out there and you think that you want to shake your booty and get down, then if you could just do it with your mask on, please. No grinding against anyone. That would be very unsafe, okay? They've hit a new high. From tomorrow until January the 27th, singing and dancing will be banned in pubs, nightclubs, bars and restaurants, but allowed at weddings. When you're actually dancing on a dance floor, when you're um, energised and singing in a group and moving around, 
then you're actually risking exposing people that you actually <laughs> would normally day-to-day -day not come into contact with. Right. Major events will be risk assessed. Oh, the good. Tamworth Country Music Festival, the first casualty, yep. postponed until April. Good, we're already banning things again. Clearly it will say. change the character and flavour of some of those venues. When Clearly it will change the character and flavour of those venues. Like, for example, the thing not happening. <laughs> gypsy of diamonds with the diamond. Vin just steals the diamond gypsy. She says, I bet she's a virgin. No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, she's probably got money. <laughs> now expecting the peak in the last two weeks of the month. Two weeks! Two more weeks! Just two more weeks, you guys. It's going to peak in two more weeks. I know it. <laughs> Just two more weeks, you say. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I believe them this time. I think he means it. <laughs> I think we're going to be okay, everyone. Look, it's going to peak in two weeks and then we're all going to start getting back to normal. Exactly. Happy it's it's not cancelled, it's just re-flavoured. <laughs> James Campisi tipped $5. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year, Boogie and Happy Boogers. New Year. Happy New Year, Mr. Campi Campisi. Hey, Mr. Campisi. First casualty postponed until April. <laughs> Clearly it will change the character and flavour. The flavour. Some of those <laughs> venues. We're now expecting the peak in the last two weeks of the month. The last two weeks of the month, you say. <laughs> oh, God love them. This, guys, this time it's fucking serious, okay? It's just two more weeks. We swear that's it. It'll start going back to normal, I promise you. Oh. But even on a worst-case scenario, yep. have the capacity in our health system. Government modelling shows... Oh, yes, the modelling tells us in the next two weeks. The modelling has said some pretty wacky stuff over the last two years, though, hasn't it, really? I mean, there would have been modelling to predict... The outcome of our first article here where the guy said the streets would be literally bathed in blood. Remember that? There would be mod there was modelling going around in a similar vein. It's in the most dire situation, we'd have 600 people in ICU, but the capacity to fill 1,000 beds. See, yeah, modelling's great, right? Modelling's wonderful. We love modelling. How good's modelling? But now we're setting policy according to what the, you know... <laughs> According to what Dr. Fucking Frink's machine spits out, and it says we should. Now I have to find that fucking stupid clip. Wow. <laughs> what is it? The fucking Love Master 5000 or something? This is riveting, riveting podcasting stuff here. Here we go. 
<laughs> no, God, no! Oh, no, now I've lost all of my fucking windows. Would you believe it? Ugh. Okay, come back. You come back. You come back. These things are like on a hair trigger, man. Don't you do it again, you son of a fuck. See, this is what happens. This, do you see what happens, Larry? When you fuck a stranger in the ass? Don't have my chat box. It's all going on. All right, we're back. Back and rolling. Now, this is what I was talking about. Oh, sure, the Frinky Act 7 looks impressive. Don't touch it. But I predict that within 100 years, computers will be twice as powerful, 10,000 times larger, and so expensive that only the five richest kings of Europe will own them. Could it be used for dating? Well, theoretically, yes, but the computer matches would be so perfect as to eliminate the thrill of romantic conquest in her own way. <laughs> that is government modeling in a nutshell, and it wasn't fucking worth it at all. Speaking of modeling, speaking of predicting the future, speaking of future safety measures to protect your community, I present to you uh, Exhibit B. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, Steve. We're here. Steve's so fucking talented. With Dr. David Agus. Uh, doctor. Wow. Late night television is, has really changed, hasn't it? <laughs> I was growing up, I was a big David Letterman fan. As a lot of Australian kids who were insomniacs would have been at the time. Because Letterman was on every night at like one in the morning. So... If you're one of those kids who stayed up all night, like David Letterman was your friend. Your friend, your special friend at night time. But now, what are we what are we doing? We're talking coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God. Let's give it a chance. We're here talking coronavirus with Talking talking about the virus. Talking coronavirus. Notice how he dropped the G? Because it's cool. We're just we're just out here talking virus. We're here talking coronavirus. Talking coronavirus, because it's also very casual and natural and normal. Just chatting about the virus, yeah. Gabbing about the big C. Because <laughs> we're hip and cool for the kids. First with Dr. David Agus. Uh, doctor, will there ever be an end to variants? I mean, scientifically, when we run out of Greek letters, it has to be over, right? <laughs> I never thought of that, but you're right. We, I got to go tell that <laughs> freaking virus. Um. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> this is good stuff. This is fantastic stuff. I never thought of that, but you're right. I gotta go tell that yes. freaking virus. Yeah, man. Um, no, we're gonna Good keep one. having variants. This is something that we're going to live with. We're getting better at dealing with it, mm. and we're not gonna panic every time it happens. Aren't we? And you know, we've developed a surveillance system around the globe. We're literally in every country now. We're sequencing the virus and looking for this popping up. Why? Why did the Spanish flu go? Um. Huh? You what? <laughs> Did he just jump from, did he just jump from 
casual talk about, oh, no, no, we're never going to have variants. Uh, we're never going to stop having variants, you know, obviously. Uh, but the good, the good news is we have now a global surveillance network. Really? one in the chat if you've ever heard us talk about the global surveillance network resulting from an overreach in regards to COVID-19 policy on the show. Press <laughs> one in the chat if you've ever heard that going around. It was going around, that kind of talk, wasn't it? In 2020, 2021. Yeah. Seems that there's a doings a, trans- a transpiring. We're just here talking COVID, talking variants, talking science and global surveillance. <laughs> Carry on. ...with it and we're not going to panic every time it happens. And, you know, we've developed a surveillance system around the globe. Really? We're literally in every country now. We're sequencing the virus and looking for this popping up. Every country. Every country, global surveillance network. It's fantastic stuff. Why, why did the Spanish flu go away in 1920, approximately? Good question, Steve. And, 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 and we, not like we were like, oh, there's another variant of the Spanish flu. Why is it just gone and this thing you think will linger forever? Right. Well, we've had lots of flu since 1918 when it started, certainly, yeah. and there have been other ones. Spanish flu was bad. We didn't have the travel we do now, right? Back in 1918, you didn't go on a plane and fly to Africa, fly to Europe, fly to Asia. You stayed in one place and it took... Well, you kind of stayed in one place. Unless you were white, then you were sailing all over the place, taking, you know, diseased blankets with you, of course, and other white people diseases. Uh, You know, as you know, if they had have just stayed in their own country, there would have been no great war in 19... Nobody went anywhere in 1918, (laughs) except for all the people fighting the war, you mean. (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess this is why medical experts aren't experts of all things, huh? Oh, in 1918, nobody was going anywhere. Really? There was like, wasn't there like millions of people moving around? (laughs) Not just fighting, but being displaced, going from one country to another, being chased from village to village, huge armies, traveling the oceans, traveling the lands... Weren't they dying in trenches? <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody went Nobody went anywhere, mate. Everybody just stayed home. Ah, there you have it. Our science expert tonight here on your late night entertainment programming. Took us three years to get rid of the Spanish flu. Yeah. And how we got rid of it? We social distanced. We quarantined. We shut down churches. We shut down schools. We shut down churches, did we? Now, we have already established that this man's historical acumen, although confident in delivery, perhaps may not be as substantive as we are being led to believe. (laughs) We've already established that. But I mean, the way he's describing it, it just sounds like everyday life in 2022, doesn't it? So what's the difference, really? Exited out in the chat from Luther (laughs) And over time, it went away. And we'll see the same thing here. And there'll be, just like we have the flu every year, there will be coronaviruses every year that are a little bit different. Sometimes we'll get a variant-specific booster. Others, we may just get a standard booster. (laughs) 
you heard the man. Did you notice what wasn't an option there? There was no no booster option. It was just... No, no, no. Look, we understand that everybody has a right to make a choice. <laughs> Everyone has the right to choose. So you can either have the variant-specific vaccine or you can have the standard booster. <laughs> What's the standard? I guess the standard booster is just a good all-rounder, is it? <laughs> It's like, it's like picking shampoo or deodorant. Look, you can have the standard booster, but our, our Omicron variant with minty aftertones gives you 12% more protection. <laughs> so this is just the way it's going to be from now on. Every year, okay, you'll either have a standard booster or an, an Omicron or a variant-specific booster, but you will be getting a booster every year, okay? Just to let you know. Flu every year, there will be coronaviruses every year that are a little bit different. Yep. Sometimes we'll get a variant-specific booster. Others, we may just get a standard booster. Yep. And we're going to keep going on this, and we're going to be safe, and we're going to go back to a new normal. Oh! <laughs> the man so now obviously if the wrong person were to say this it would be a conspiracy theory <laughs> but thankfully for us this guy is not a conspiracy this guy is on the Stephen Colbert show so it's approved it's approved messaging it's approved science trust the science he's an expert we've got to go with what he says Luckily for us, it's not Alex Jones or someone similar saying this kind of factual science. <laughs> Lucky it's an authoritative source saying the exact same thing that they say. So we can use it. <laughs> because where would we be without the experts? Uh, let's hear it again. Sometimes we'll get a variant specific here and they'll be just like we have the flu every year. There will be coronaviruses every year that are a little bit different. Sometimes we'll get a variant-specific booster. Others, we may just get a standard booster. And we're going to keep going on this. And we're going to be safe. And we're going to go back to a new normal. Back to a new normal. So he's not even saying back to normal because, you know, you're getting... You're even getting mind-fucked on the way out. Back, how can you go back to a new normal? How can you have new safety measures reintroduced? The rape of the English language is taking place in front of you in a crowded bar. And you're not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not either. We're just standing here. We're going back to a new normal. How can you go back to... Exactly. How can you go back to something new? It doesn't make sense. Shut up, science denier. That would be a conspiracy theory. Now, what I like about the way that we've tackled, uh, you know, the coronavirus in Western countries is that we've been doing this completely 100% original thing and definitely not what China does. The Chinese authorities have put an entire city into lockdown. Really? They're just copying us now. <laughs> They're just copying us. 
That's what we do. Welcome to the party, China. It brings me joy to think that there are people who have lived under the communist regime in China for their entire lives who are now waking up going, oh, God, why are we doing what the Australians do? (laughs) That's a little bit harsh, don't you think? We're not Victorians, we're communists. (laughs) Oh, God. Why are we copying Australia? after the discovery of just three asymptomatic COVID cases. Really? Residents won't be allowed to leave their homes in Yuzhou, which has a population of 1.2 million. The transport system has been shut down as well as shops and entertainment venues. Only food stores can stay open and only workers involved in epidemic prevention are allowed out. Another city, Xi'an, with a population of 13 million, has been under lockdown for two weeks. Our correspondent Robin Brandt has sent us this report. This is extreme, even by China standards. A city shut down. Why can we only get this grainy three? Why can we only get this grainy footage? Do they not have HD cameras in China? What is going on here? Because of just three new cases with no symptoms. Two more weeks. Yes, Everyone is prohibited. We missed, we totally missed it. We didn't pay respect to this, ladies and gentlemen. 13 million has been under lockdown for two weeks. Two weeks? (laughs) Good pickup. Very good pickup in the chat. (laughs) It's another one. Add another one to the pile. It's another fucking two weeks. How convenient. Our correspondent Robin Brandt has sent us this report. This is extreme, even by China standards. A city shut down because of just three new cases with no symptoms. Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) Oh, sorry, China. Never thought I'd see the day, but here we are. We finally we finally got to the point where we're we're tougher on this than China is. They're surprised that they're being locked down for three cases. If we hear three cases, we're like, oh god, they haven't locked us down yet. What are they doing? <laughs> there you have it. Well, look. To further illustrate my point, I present to you this. Now, what you're about to hear is not China. Okay. What you are about to hear is Australia, and it is the leader of the Northern Territory, which is technically not a state, but rather a territory. And this is how they're dealing with COVID. Nothing like the Chinese at all. I will now go through each of these decisions. First, the lockout. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. You are at greater risk of catching COVID, becoming ill and needing hospital care. Preventative measures. Your freedom. We are. It is. 
ladies and gentlemen, it is literally, it doesn't matter how you slice and dice it and reword it and rationalize it. It is, you are now being locked in your own home for your own protection. That is what's happening. You can call it something else. You can say that it's a, a public health measure. You can use whatever colourful, you know, language, diminutive language you prefer. Whatever helps you sleep at night, as the old trope goes. But it doesn't change the fact that you have now progressed right into a situation where you are keeping people under house arrest for their own good, against their will. And then you call it protecting people. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If that's the logic, why not lock everyone in prison now then? Put everyone in solitary confinement. Then they never have to worry about mixing with anyone ever again. You'll protect them until they die and it'll be wonderful. Gets better. You may only leave home for three reasons. Medical treatment, including COVID testing or vaccination. For essential goods and services like groceries, power tokens, medications. To provide care and support to a family member or person who cannot support themselves. Mm. You cannot travel more than 30 kilometres from your home when leaving for one of the three reasons or the nearest practical destination. If you need to go to the hospital and it's more than 30 kilometres from your home, that's okay. Wow. So generous. Imagine imagine you're on the road to imagine you're on the road to the hospital which is more than 30 kilometers away from you. And you get pulled over by the police who want to start asking you questions. Why are you so far away from home? I'm fucking dying. <laughs> hey, there's no need for that language, mate. The only three reasons there, sorry, there are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Okay. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. Work is not a reason a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. Fuck them. Fuck them. Isn't it good? All right, now, I'm going to give you the option here to close out the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Don't forget, follow some of our friends coming up later tonight. Irrational Times will be on later tonight. Uh, everyone's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, with Louis in tow, will be on later tonight, I suspect. Uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Minister of Fun. Got all of our friends. You know them. Winning TV will be around over the weekend. Victor Von Schroom. It's nine in the city and I'm on my way back Joy of Pessy will also be around over the weekend. Don't forget our friendos in the morning, JJ, Daywave. Say hello. Major Tom will be around. Sunday night shit show as well. Don't forget, check them out. Check out our friends. So to close out tonight, I'm going to give you the option. We're not done yet. I'm not saying goodbyes. We're not done yet. <laughs> I'm just getting them out of the way now so I can quickly say goodbye later on. <laughs> I'm prepping. Minister Fun, give me the diamond. Happy Hello, Hanukkah, sir. Could you please, could you please just stop me touching oh, your penis? 
Winning TV tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. You guys are close to the insurrectionists at this point yes. with the lockdowns. Yes, we are. Thank God, we're keeping everyone safe, don't you know? Please do stop touching your penis, sir. If you don't know what uh, the Minister of Fun is referring to, should I pull it up? It's very pretentious, but no, nobody listens to the starting block for a good reason. Um, yeah, I'll find it. Oh, that's what they, that's what they do at the testing clinics. <laughs> now, There's six boxes. I've signed the invoice, but let's move on. Box, yeah, yeah. on me that the only yeah. way that we. Can Oh, mate! So there's going to be work. You, I can't. I was telling a story last day just before. I was telling a story to Greeno about how I got my free box of booze from the from the delivery company. Existing Shiraz, you might have had because they gave me the wrong one when they delivered it, and then I had to go through this ordeal. Explore all these options. I'm not driving to the fucking to get restitution. So I had to get on the website and talk to a guy because they're so massive. But it's the big one. Okay. Your order did not arrive at all. That kind of, that's something that needs to go. It's around here somewhere. Yeah, it's like yeah, four ninety five me per minute, you know, actually yeah. means if you're in there for one second. You round it up. Yeah. That's it. We're they take the whole minute. minute off you. So yeah, I, I'm at this point, I'm pacing around the house and I'm starting to stress and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Because the other thing I'm thinking too is, Greeno, I'm going to go all the way down there and they're not going to have any of what I want left. Either because yeah, I ordered it on fucking Tuesday, right? Yeah, there might be none left. I was ahead of the curve, baby. I I got in before when I knew the place was going to be well stocked. So you thought? Or so I thought. So I'm pacing around the house and I'm I'm logged onto the website on my phone now, and I'm looking for wherever I can find a fucking phone number that's going to work. And instead, the only option for, you know, some kind of restitution in these events, Greeno, is to speak with somebody in one of those online chat rooms. The chats are good because you've got a 15-year-old in India. Once again, it's all India, uh, who's on about a buck 80 an hour, yep. and he does not give a fuck. He does not give a single fuck. So I get on there, nah. and I'm. It says, it says, okay, thank you for joining the virtual chat. Uh, you yeah. are, Greeno, get this, you are 45 in the queue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, lucky, you're lucky to be fucking 45 in the queue on Christmas Eve. On Christmas you should Eve. be 445 at this point. This fuck-up's everywhere. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. People need their booze. Yeah. yeah, you could be right. But at the same time, I'm fucking pissed off, Greeno, at this point. <laughs> because this is You've shit got, I shouldn't be that, having to deal with in the first place. Out of that 45, how many you reckon were customers who were pissed off that they didn't get any phone sex when they called the, the number? I don't know. 12, maybe? 12 of the nice, 45? Maybe 12. 12 might be yeah. pushing it a little. There's an idea for Dan Fix it. I know nothing about booze. You know nothing about customer service. Between us, we fixed it. If Dan Murphy's on that phone hotline, got a, got, got some like adult workers there. <laughs> to, to keep to, you to occupied. Calm, to calm angry alcoholics, hmm. I guarantee they've managed to appease the situation before it gets to the point of a complaint with any booze-related issues when it comes to delivery. I'd like to Put think. I'd like to think that while you're on hold, you know, the young mm. phone sex operator is like, "Baby, I want to. I want you to fucking stick your dick in me so hard. I want you to fuck me hard, Daddy. Mm. 
oh, I'm sucking on your balls now. And then just as you're, you're like, oh, yeah, that's so good. I can't believe how good this hold service is. And then just when you're about to, it's like, hello, my name is Ravi. Will you please start by giving me your number? <laughs> nice, Gary. You're fucking nice, Gary. You beat me to it. Well done, sir. <laughs> so I'm 45 in the fucking no, queue. No, wait a second. No, no, you're saying Ravi's not going to get you to completion? No, no, thank you, sir. Could you please stop? <laughs> Please to be stopping touching your penis. Uh, do you have a complaint about your uh, service? Nice, Gary. Please, sir, if you could stop masturbating, please. <laughs> so we can fix your problem. So I'm 45 oh, in the queue. Yeah. I'm not touching myself at this point, but it's getting there. And I'm slowly watching the numbers dwindle away. Now, at this point, Greeno, it becomes a bit of a game of I'm back. That's it. I hope you appreciate that because I, I appreciate that. You know why? Because that gave me an opportunity to go and take a piss. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> I was busting for a piss. Now I can go later. Usually when I end the show, it's because I've got to go take a leak now. And rather than go take a leak and come back, I just, I just end the show normally. So I was getting close to wrapping up because I'm like, oh, I can only hang on to this for a few more, few more minutes and then I've got to get out of here. But now I'm fine. Now I'm just grabbed another drink. I'm ready to go again. So, please to be stopping touching your penis. Sir. So, I'll give you the option now. <clears throat> that was the starting block, by the way, on Twitter at one word. At the starting block, one word. Drop the K at the end. So, here's your option. You can either have, you can either have footage of an angry vegan who compares meat-eating to the Holocaust, walking around screaming at people in a supermarket. That's number one. Or you can have number two, which is a little bit of a special one. It was a commercial that played on TV when my wife and I were watching like the Carols by Candlelight Christmas Eve thing, which was terrible, (laughs) but it was funny. So we were making jokes all the way through it about how bad it was. But this ad came on the TV and it was the most fucking... I, don't, I only saw it that once and I haven't watched it again since. <clears throat> but it, we both looked at each other and it was the most bizarre fucking... We couldn't make sense of it at all. We had no idea what it was or why it was a Christmas commercial. And I found it and I want to show you because it's an Australian company. So you wouldn't have seen this ad. So you've got Angry Vegan or Bizarre Strange Christmas Commercial, which I want you to try and explain to me. Let's see if, all right, we'll see if we can do both. We'll do both. We'll do the commercial first, though. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Now, now don't blame me, but this is going to, this is going to get a little bit weird. All right. This is the commercial we saw on Christmas Eve. See if you can make sense of this. 
idea what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. It's advertising a streaming service. What, I, why? What was that? <laughs> you know when ad people get too clever for their own good? Sugar gliders. Yes, frozen Asian. A, a sugar glider. Sugar gliders. I guess they're like miniature flying foxes. There you go. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> flying Nicky Fruit Loops in the chat. The communications minister of the Great Kingdom of Boogie Stand, incidentally. Flying squirrels need telecommunications, Boogie Bumper. I guess they do. I guess they do. All right. Uh, angry Vegan. Vegan activist compares Christmas lunch to the Holocaust. <laughs> Screams at shoppers buying meats. This will be fun. A vegan activist has made a huge scene in a shopping centre telling passers-by they are paying for murder. They're like Nazis, aren't they, sweetheart? Now, the question I have for you, is this the same one that ROTC have done before? Is this the same vegan? Because remember, there was that vegan that walks around and gets like body painted and shit like that. Is it is it the same one? I don't think it is. Uh, a vegan activist has filmed herself screaming at shoppers looking to buy meat before comparing eating Christmas lunch to the Holocaust. Tash Peterson pulled another public stunt, wearing white clothes covered in fake blood and holding a pig's head. She, she posted her antics to her Instagram with a caption that read, Your Christmas lunch equals their Holocaust. There you go. It's a different one. It's Well, now some people are saying it's different. Some people are saying it's the same. I don't even know. But let's see her in action, shall we? They burn from the inside out before they have their throat slit. <laughs> you know where your Christmas home really came from? Yep. That's not true. Now, listen, I'm a butcher by trade, and as part of my training to become a butcher, I had to go to an abattoir where they kill the animals, right? It was like a day trip. So she's saying, oh, they throw them into a gas chamber. No, that's not. I Now, that's not true, darling. Now, what they actually do, you'll be pleased to know that they don't throw them in a gas chamber. I've got good news for you, sweetheart. Okay. 
Now, what really happens, and I know this because I was standing six feet away from them and I was invited up onto the platform where they do it to watch and sh be shown how it's done, okay? Now, they don't throw them into a gas chamber. What they do do is they are fed down a very thin kind of conveyor belt so they're forced to be single file. This is the pigs. And then one of the guys has what looks like a hammer drill, but it's big enough to fit in one hand and he's a strong fella. And as they come down, he kind of gets them in a little headlock and then pop, he knocks them on the back of the head. And then they kind of fall, but the conveyor belt, the way it's set up, kind of keeps them standing a little bit. And they start writhing and jiggling around, you see, because they're not dead at this point, but they are unconscious and their, their muscles and sinews and everything are going into overdrive. This is why it's very important to keep them calm, you see, before you slaughter them, because otherwise the quality of the meat won't be as good. <laughs> Sweetheart. So you'll be pleased to know that they don't gas them. Then what they do is they wrap a couple of chains around the back legs and they throw those chains up onto a wheel, which then goes up onto a rail. And now the piggy is hanging by his little legs. Okay. Then what happens is it goes down and then the next person grabs him by the head and sticks him in the throat so all of the blood can go onto the floor. So the heart pumps the blood out through the, the hole in the throat that was just created. And you, you usually have a couple of young guys working. Part of their job is to go around and scoop up the blood with buckets and they feed it into a big churn where somebody churns it up by hand, which goes into creating another byproduct, probably some blood sausage or something like that. Okay. So, and then as they bleed out, then it goes down to the next part of the line where the guy cuts around the head to basically have the head hanging by a piece of skin. He cuts through the, the spine bone, right, to have the, and cracks it. So the head's cracked open. And he makes a little incision around the throat. And then the next guy comes and makes an incision around the anus. And then they slit the open, the guts open, and then pull all of the innards out in one hit. So you'll be pleased to know that they aren't put in gas chambers, darling. If you really want to know what happens to your Christmas lunch, the gas chamber would the gas chamber would be a pleasant experience by comparison. You ignorant twat. And that afternoon we all ate pulled pork rolls. <laughs> that were that were prepared for us at the abattoir. <laughs> They gave us lunch. How do you like that? And it was fucking delicious. Fresh. Fresh pig, mate. Let's carry on. They're just babies when they're sent. You have to be brutally murdered. I've heard their screams for myself. Christmas is supposed to be a time about peace and family. Yet you're putting the body parts of murder victims on your families. From the setup, Are you putting the secretions of dairy cows on your plates too? God, I would. Why do I never see this stuff in real life? You know? Why can't she ever go into a supermarket that I'm in? <laughs> why don't I ever get these opportunities in life? I guess be careful what you wish for, because I do wish for 
you know, a trouble-free existence. I do prefer not being harassed and whatnot when I go shopping. That's fair. But if somebody this crazy were to be in my vicinity, then I'd, I'd like, you know, maybe just once I'd like to be around <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> Frozo saying this is definitely, you think it's her? Yeah, because you can't tell because she's actually wearing stuff and a mask. She's being health safe, by the way. The, uh, the activist standing up against the Holocaust is wearing a mask just to keep everybody safe out there. So that's nice enough. <laughs> So the, the the so the pigs were raped apparently. <laughs> so who's who's raping the pigs then? The meat eaters, are they? Or <laughs> they they were raped and then had their babies taken. Why would they want a little rape pig pig baby in the first place though, sweetheart? Come on, come on. If the little piggies were raped, do you think that they want to raise that little rape baby? Of course not. They're going to leave it out in the field where it belongs, with the other garbage. The male calves were murdered because they don't produce milk! Ah. <laughs> she's, getting, she's getting good reception, too, from the audience that's there. I just heard a nice, go away. <laughs> they don't produce milk! Go away! Milk! It's very shrill. What's going on here? Oh god, these websites, they've whatever wherever they host their videos, it's never reliable. We've got to see how this concludes. <laughs> Look at the worker just filming her in the background here. <laughs> just pulled up stumps. Alright, I've got to get this on camera, this crazy fucking bitch. <laughs> I did once uh leave a pig's head in the fridge back when my wife and I were just dating, back when we were kids. And I said something like, hey, can, hey babe, can you get to the go to the fridge, get me a beer or something? And she was like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I opened it up and a big fucking pig's head sitting there. <laughs> Where your Christmas home really came from? They were six months old when they were forced into it because they don't produce milk. Go away. You're not vegan, you're an animal abuser. Yes. Like I said, this chick thinks that they, this chick thinks that they're locked in gas chambers. She doesn't even know how they are killed, but she's got a big opinion about it. <laughs> doesn't even matter anymore. Okay, that'll do us. That's it. I'm out of here. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Follow all the friends I mentioned earlier. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. I'll be back next week. Uh, check out the starting block if you missed it. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.